I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894. 305-384-6894. Straight to your phone, free, every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. It's easy to find good players. They're out there somewhere. If you lose one, you can get another one. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. If you are loving the Work On Your Game podcast and you want to know what is the next step you can take to get further into this world, what you need to do is go claim your free copy of my newest book, The Third Day. In that book, I'm going to give you some simple performance formulas, brand new formulas that will help you be more consistent and disciplined and trust yourself more. And all of this with no willpower required. All you have to do is follow these new approaches that I'm going to give you about performing, consistency and discipline. You're going to learn to trust yourself, perform at a high level, build that reputation, and you will not need to will yourself into working hard or any of that old stuff that you've been hearing from other people about consistency. I'm going to show you the way to do it right. I'm going to give you the book for free. All you're going to do is cover the shipping. Just go to thirddaybook.com. So that's my newest book, Third Day. I'm going to give it to you free. All you're going to do is cover the shipping. It's a physical book. The link is thirddaybook.com. Many people have asked me, Dre, do you do any form of coaching? The answer is yes. I have two coaching programs open, as a matter of fact. First, my one-on-one coaching program is my third day mastermind. For those of you who want one-on-one personalized attention, where it's just you and I, we talk specifically about your goals, your challenges, where you want to go business professional-wise, where you're trying to get to, where you're at, what type of changes need to happen, whether those are tangible changes, intangible changes, starting with the being, then the doing. Of course, we got to get to the measurable havings. That is in my third day mastermind. My other coaching program is my Bulletproof Mastermind. That is my group coaching program where I will help you have clear, duplicatable systems for yourself and for your business and the discipline to execute. And I will help you make sure you have all of that stuff in place in 30 days or less. And then You're going to stick around the program even when you have your systems in place so that you can build your network, so that you can connect with other people, so that you can trade for services, so that you can make those phone calls and send a text message and get problems handled that you otherwise don't need to be handling yourself or would not be able to handle yourself. That is in my group program called the Bulletproof Mastermind. You can get information and join either program by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com right now. Again, that is WorkOnYourGameUniversity.com for my one-on-one coaching or my group coaching program. For one-on-one, you hop on a Zoom call with me so we can talk about who you are, where you're at, and how we can get started. And the group coaching program, you can sign up right there on the website right now. Both programs, all information, all details, and get started by going to WorkOnYourGameUniversity.com.
You are now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, philosophies, mindsets, strategies, techniques, all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called you know what it's called? If you don't, let me inform you. It is called Work On Your Game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is the difference between a good player and a difference maker. So good players versus difference makers. That is the distinction that will be drawn through today's episode. If you don't know what that means, you're not supposed to. That's why I made this episode so that you understand what I'm talking about. Now, before I get to this, let me tell everybody of a free a free daily goodie that I want to give you. Actually, I'm already giving you a free daily goodie in this daily masterclass, but let me give you more because if y'all don't mind, I just like to give. I want to give you my daily motivation text that I send to your phone every single day, free of charge. It will cost you nothing. All you got to do is text me to let me know that you want it. And here's my number, 305-384-6894. When you text me there, you will be receiving, after you text me there, every morning you're going to receive my daily motivation text straight to your phone, free of charge every single day, like I just said. So a text message is easy for me, for somebody who does a, a podcast masterclass episode solo every single day. A text message is easy work for me. So I will send you that daily motivation text. Even though it's easy, it's still going to be very substantial. It's still going to give you some serious gain every single day straight to your phone. So text me at 305-384-6894. Now today's topic, this is something that I was thinking about Actually, it's a concept that I actually shared in a, a keynote speech, speech I gave at the beginning of December of 2021. And it's something that I hadn't talked about in the keynote before, but I thought it was I thought it was a pivotal point to make an important point to make to go along with what I was talking about. Because I was actually giving a keynote speech around the concept of my newest book called The Third Day. So many of you have read this book. I know a bunch of you have this book. If you don't have this book, you see it right here in my hands. You can get it at the link down below, which is thirddaybook.com. And if you're watching on video, you see all those red books behind me. Not all of those are the third days. I got a couple other red books, but 100 Mental Game, Best Practices, Mental Handbook, Mental Workbook. They all actually have red covers or a red spine. But a bunch of those red books are actually the third day. And those are for you. Those are not for me. You know, I already wrote the book. I don't need those. Those are for y'all that I keep sending out and replenishing. If you haven't gotten that book, then go to the link down below. Claim your free copy of the book. The link is thirddaybook.com. But anyway. I was giving a speech about the third day, around the, the framework of the third day, and I introduced this concept there, and I said, you know what? Everybody needs to hear this, so let me explain it to all of you. And a good thing that you all are getting, the listeners to this show, is that I'm going to explain this concept in much more depth than I did in that keynote speech, because in the keynote speech, I only talked about this for about two minutes, but for y'all, I'm going to give you this whole episode, however much time this takes. Now, this topic here today, why we're talking about this is because there are different types of players on every team out there. Any team that you could be on, you have different levels of players and different people who bring things to the table. And I want to talk about three specific levels. As a matter of fact, we're not even going to talk about three. We're only going to talk about two because the third one is the bad player. So any team that you're a part of, this is not necessarily sports. Business team, this could be a family team, community team. It could be a circle of friends. You got the bad players. Those are the people who don't help the team. They actually make the team worse. The team gets better when they go away. We're not going to spend any time on them. So that's everything I'm saying right now is all the time we're giving to players who are who would be uh, described as bad players. They don't bring anything to, anything to the table. They actually 
take more off the table than they put on it. That's all we're giving them. So now we're going to talk about the other two tights here today. And I want you to understand the difference between these two tights because it matters a lot as far as who you are, who are you going to be perceived as, and how you will be, first of all, your value in the marketplace and your compensation in the marketplace. For those who don't know what compensation means, that means money. And all of you are interested in money on some level. Even if money is not your main driver, you need it to you know, take care of your food, clothing, and shelter. You want to make more money. You want to be worth more money. You want to demand more money. Then you better make sure you are a specific type of individual on any team and any situation you get involved in. That's what I'm going to explain here today. So let's get to it. Point number one. The topic, once again, is good players versus difference makers. Now, you already know what the other two types are, as I already told you. First of all, let's talk about this good player. Now, a good player is not necessarily a bad thing to be. I've told you all, especially those of you all who have been following any of my material from back in the basketball days, I told you all that the first time I felt like I was a good player, and the way I described that phrase, good player, for me was in the summer after I graduated from high school. So after high school, before college, that was the first time in my basketball career where I felt like you could put me on any basketball court against any players, and I felt fully confident that I could be a factor on the court. That's, the, that's what, how I looked at myself as a good player. So there's nothing wrong. And that was a, a milestone for me. That was an important thing for me because that lended more confidence. And the confidence came from the game and the work that I put in that allowed me to go walk on and play in college. And then you know, the rest became history. Now, so being a good player is not a bad thing. I just want to make sure y'all understand. It's not necessarily negative, but there's another level. And we're going to get to that. A good player is a player who on any team, in any industry, they do their job. They show up consistently. They contribute and they are an asset to a group. And the way I'm defining asset here is dictionary definition of asset, which is actually dictionary has multiple definitions of the word asset. But let me give you one of them. The basic one that I want to give you is a useful or valuable thing, person or quality. OK, so I'm not talking about the financial definition of asset, which is something that puts money in your pocket. I'm talking this the noun definition, a useful or val or everyday noun definition, useful or valuable thing person or quality. So an asset means useful or valuable. Okay. There's nothing wrong with being a good player. That means you are useful or valuable to any team that you're a part of. Those are positive adjectives. Okay. And you will help your team continue to be good. All right. So if you are a good player on any team you're on, or somebody refers to you as a good player, or I'm describing you here today as a good player, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with you. But understand some things about good players. I got to give you some some details about good players, some things that maybe you have never thought of before, but you should think about moving forward. First off, good players can be interchangeable. If you have good players on a team, more than one good player. If you lose one of them, you can get another one. Good players are not that hard to find. Now, bad players are easier to find than good players, but good players are not. It's not like you're looking for you no know, Elvis. It's easy to find good players. They're out there somewhere. If you lose one, you can get another one. The challenge about good players, the challenge that good players have, rather, is a better way of putting this, is a good player cannot make something out of nothing. In other words, let me say this in another way. Let me illustrate it for you. If you have a trashy team and you add a good player to a trashy team, you know what's going to happen to that team? What's your guess? What happens to a trashy team if you add a good player to the team? Now, remember what I just told you, the good players can be interchangeable. You can lose one and get a different one. Here's what happens when you put a good player on a trashy team. Nothing happens. That trashy team is still going to be trashy. Now, it doesn't mean a good player becomes trash. The good player is still going to be good, but they're going to be a good player putting up good stats or you know, having a good personal performance, but the team that they're on is trash. Has any of you ever seen this? Any of you ever been a part of one of these? Any of you ever been this good player on a trashy team? 
I know some of you have, but by the law of averages, it's impossible. The number of people who listen to this show is impossible that none of you could possibly have ever experienced this before. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about, and some of you are exactly what I'm talking about. And by the way, speaking of the number of people who listen to this show, work on your game masterclass in the year 2021. When you're hearing this, we're already in 2022, but in the year 2021, by mid-December, we passed 1 million downloads for the year. Not in history. No, 1 million downloads in the year 2021. And this is the first year, I think. Yes, this is the first year that we ever did 1 million downloads in one year. So shout out to all of y'all who have been listening to the show, supporting, sharing, downloading, subscribing, and all of that. So we are well past, we are already well past 3 million total downloads in the history of the show. We might even have already passed 4 million, but I would have to look since we're putting this out in, in multiple um, platforms now. Not platforms, but uh, what's the word? Well, we got audio and video. There's no app that adds all those stats together, so we would have to look at everything. But we did over 1 million downloads just on audio platforms in the year 2021. That is a verifiable facts. So anyway, shout out to all y'all. So since a million of you have listened to this show, I know it's not necessarily a million. Some of you listen to more than one episode, I would guess. With so many people listening to the show, let's put it that way. Some of you have been this good player on a trashy team. You joined a team that was already trash. You came in, did your good thing, and the team was still trash. If you put a good player on a mediocre team, what's going to happen to that team? You know, you should be noticing a pattern here. I guess you need two to have a pattern. Here's the second piece of the pattern. They will still be mediocre. If you have a great team and you put a good player on it, that team will remain great. So good players, here's the the caveat about good players, not necessarily a negative thing, that good players are good on their own and for themselves. They're good by themselves and for themselves. The challenge with a good player is a good player is not going to turn around an entire organization. They will not turn around an entire situation. A good player is good at maintaining what already exists. That's what a good player does. Okay. Now, again, I'll say this for the fourth time. And I'm going to keep saying it here today. Being a good player does not make you wrong. It does not mean you're bad. It doesn't mean that you need to necessarily, if you don't want to, you don't need to do anything different if you don't want to. All right, you can just stay where you are, continuing being who you are, and wherever you are, the status quo shall be maintained. Trash, mediocre, great. If you join it, nothing's going to change. You're going to do your thing. The team's going to keep doing what it was already doing before you got there. You know, keep doing it when you leave, because as I said, good players are interchangeable. So good players are good at maintaining, but they're not that good to do anything other than maintain the status quo that already exists. So for those of you who are cool with the status quo, I just described you and it's all good. Now, for all the rest of you who are interested in possibly just learning about, maybe you don't want to do it, but you just want to learn about what the other option is. Let's get to that. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is good players versus difference makers. Difference makers do everything that the good player does, plus a little bit more. The difference maker can maintain the status quo if they wanted to, but since they're a difference maker, they're not, they are not uh, satisfied with just maintaining what already exists. A difference maker not only does their thing personally, meaning you know, getting theirs, putting up their stats, getting their sales numbers, hitting their quotas, etc. The difference maker also changes the entire trajectory of any group that they're a part of. I shall repeat, a difference maker does their thing and gets their personal things done. They get their personal accomplishments, just like a good player does. But a difference maker also changes the entire trajectory of any organization of which they are a part. If you put a difference maker, let's illustrate this one. You put a difference maker on a trash team. You have a difference maker join a 
previously trashy organization. You know what happens? That trashy organization will soon be good or mediocre or very close to good. If you put a difference maker on a good team, that good team becomes great. You put a difference maker on a great team, that great team becomes a juggernaut. That's what a difference maker does. To give you some examples, in basketball, for example, this is the sport that I played and the one that I know the best. So this is the one that I'll use as an example. There are a, there's a certain uh, group of players in basketball at all times, and the NBA will use since all of you, any of you who knows basketball can relate to the NBA. There's a certain group of players that we call the superstars. And superstars is no more than is usually fewer than 10 people. Actually, it's, it's always been fewer than 10 people who are so good that you can put them on any team and they're going to make that team, worst case, competent. That's what a superstar does. A superstar guarantees that you're going to win more than half of your games and you're going to at least make the playoffs. The superstar is not guaranteed you're going to win a championship. You might not even compete for a championship, but you'll at least make the playoffs when you have a superstar on your team. Down here in Miami, for several years, this team, the Miami Heat team, was not very good. It was after they won the championship in 2006. Then for a few years, the team was mediocre at best, or they were, they were mediocre slash good for a few years. And the only reason they were mediocre slash good is because they had a superstar on the team, a guy by the name of Dwayne Wade. And Dwayne Wade was so good and such a difference maker, not only good, but a difference maker, that that otherwise mediocre roster kept making the playoffs. They weren't going anywhere. They were not competing really in the playoffs. They were getting their ass kicked when they made the playoffs. But they were competing, and the only reason they were making the playoffs because they had a superstar in Dwayne Wade. My hometown, Philadelphia 76ers, when I was growing up, we're talking the 90s here, for, and the late 80s going into the early 90s, they had a superstar, a guy by the name of Charles Barkley. Now, many of you only know Charles as the guy on TNT you know, talking shit every Tuesday and Wednesday night, whatever days they come on TV. But when Charles was playing, Charles was a superstar on the same level as a Dwayne Wade. And many of you probably don't believe that, but look it up on YouTube. You can see it for yourself. Now, Charles Barkley, his team, otherwise, just like Dwayne Wade's for that few years with the Miami Heat before LeBron James came along and Chris Bosh before they came along, the team was otherwise mediocre. But that team that Charles was leading kept making the playoffs and they were competitive every night simply because they had a superstar. They had a difference maker named Charles Barkley. So I'm using difference maker and superstar synonymously here. In this uh, in this example, when you put a superstar on a team that's already good, that team becomes great and a great player. You put a superstar or a difference maker on a great team they become a juggernaut. I'll give you an example of that. The Golden State Warriors right now, they're doing pretty well, at least as of this recording in the NBA season. But we all know between 2015 and 2020, the Warriors were uh, 15 and 19. Rather, the Warriors were the most dominant team in basketball. They went to the NBA finals. 2015, 16, 17, 18, and 19. They won it three times. And the other two times that they lost, once they lost a game seven in the last minute of the game, that was to the Cavaliers in 2016. Then in 2019, the only reason they lost, as far as I'm concerned, is because two of their stars got injured. Kevin Durant got injured and Klay Thompson got injured. Had both of those guys been healthy, they would have beat the Raptors in the finals that year. Shout out to Toronto, but Toronto fans, y'all know, y'all wouldn't have won that finals if those guys didn't get injured. But shout out, you won the championship either way. The whole point is Kevin Durant was a guy who joined that Warriors team in the summer of 2016. So that was after the first two times the team had been to the finals. So the Warriors had already established themselves as a great team. They won the championship once, then they lost in game seven in the finals the very next year. Then Kevin Durant joined the team. Now, we all know that Kevin Durant's pretty damn good. He is still pretty good even as of the date of this recording. 
Kevin Durant's more than good, though. Kevin Durant's the difference maker. He's the kind of player that you could put him on a trashy team, and that team is going to be competitive slash good simply because they have Kevin Durant, if for no other reason. Now, Kevin Durant didn't go to a trashy team, though. He went to a great team, the Golden State Warriors. And what happened to the Warriors between 2017 and 2019? The Warriors went from great to juggernaut. They were unstoppable. This team, it was like you, it was a foregone conclusion they were going to win the championship every single year, which they did in 2017 and again in 2018. And those two series were, I mean, those two finals series, let's say, both against the Cleveland Cavaliers, were not super duper competitive. 2017 was actually more competitive than they ended up being on paper. Those were close games, but the Warriors were winning the majority of those games. And in 2018, it wasn't even close. They just destroyed the Cleveland Cavaliers team in the NBA Finals 4-0. In 2019, as I said, the only reason the Warriors did not win the championship three years in a row is because Kevin Durant, the difference maker, he got injured. Not to say the other players on the team were not already good. As I said, the team was already great. He joined them and turned them into a juggernaut. That's what happens when you put a difference maker on a great team. Now, why is all this true? The reason this is true is because difference makers not only do for themselves, because Kevin Durant is pretty damn good at what he does for himself. Dwayne Wade, Charles Barkley, pretty damn good at doing things for themselves. Difference makers change the energy of the entire room when they walk in it. That's what a difference maker does. And again, I'm just using sports as an example here to illustrate the point. But this applies in business. This applies in families. This applies in community organizations. This applies in a volunteer organization. Any group, a difference maker is the type of person who changes the energy of the whole situation just because they got involved in the situation. A difference maker represents a new set of possibilities for everyone involved in the situation. And I want you to understand that there are not many difference makers out there. They are few and far between. So you have to be careful to not misidentify a good player as a difference maker. There are many good players. There are not many difference makers. Difference makers are few and far between. Just like in the reason I brought up basketball, the example right now in the NBA, I'm not going to try to name every difference maker we have because I'm probably going to miss somebody, but there are fewer than 10 difference makers out there. It's Kevin Durant is a guy who I would still name as one of the difference makers in basketball. The Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo in Milwaukee, he is a difference maker. LeBron James, he's older and he's got many miles on his legs. He is still, to this day, he is still a difference maker. And again, I'm not trying to name everybody. This is not an all-inclusive list. But these are, these are a few guys that I would name as difference makers. Nikolai Jokic, who is the reigning MVP of the NBA as of last year. The, I believe he's Serbian. He is a difference maker. These are just four examples of difference makers. I would have to say Steph Curry is a difference maker. He's a little bit different breed from those other guys. And he's been on the same team his entire career. And his team built around him has always been very good. But I would, we would still have to call Steph Curry a difference maker. And again, those are just a few examples. It is not an all-inclusive list. But there are not too many. If you're, if you're counting the difference makers in any industry, field, organization, and you're counting past 10, all right, you are giving some people some credit that they don't deserve. There are a lot of good players. There are not many difference makers. And again, note the things about a difference maker. They're the people who change the energy of the entire situation when they walk in. They're not just good at what they do. There are a lot of people good at what they do. The difference maker changes the energy and they change the opportunity. They change the possibilities for everybody just because they're involved. And though that is what separates the difference maker from the good player. All right. Point number three. And remember, the difference makers are few and far between. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is good players versus difference makers. If you want to be a difference maker, understand two things. First of all, tomorrow I'm going to do a whole episode on how to become one. But secondly, here's what I'm going to tell you right now. To be a difference maker, understand that the game is bigger than just you. 
When you're a difference maker, it's not just about you. It's not just about what you get. It's not just about what you did. It's not just about your contribution versus everybody else's contribution. You want to be a difference maker, understand it, it's not just about what you get and taking care of yourself because good players can do that. A good player can get away with just focusing on themselves. They clock in, they clock out and go home. All right, you as a difference maker, you can't do that. You don't get that luxury. As a difference maker, you must see the bigger picture and you must see the entire chessboard, not just the part of the board that pertains to you. Let me say that one more time and I'm gonna go deep in this tomorrow. To be a difference maker, you cannot just think about what you get, what you've done, what your contribution was. You must see the bigger picture and play the entire chessboard, not just the part that pertains to you. Understand that being a difference maker is a lot more responsibility than being a good player. And being a difference maker is not for everybody. There are a lot of good players who think they want to be difference makers until they actually get into the difference maker role and they realize how much work it is. Many of them go right back to being good players. Some of them will admit that and some, many of them will not. But there are a lot of people who think they want to be difference makers because they see all the ROI that comes from being one, all the rewards that come to difference makers. And they say, well, I want the rewards. They don't understand the work that comes with it. They think it's just being a good player. But no, it's not. A good player is a person who can clock in and clock out. All right. That's the person who works nine to five. Uh, you know what I mean when I say that? Um, I'm saying it metaphorically, but also literally at the same time. This is the person who can show up to work. And when you get to work, you focus on work. And when work is over, you leave work and you can leave all your work at the office. That's the good player. The difference maker is the person who you live, breathe, eat, sleep and shit the work. You can't leave it at the office. It's impossible for you to leave it at the office, whether it's part of your wiring and you can't or because you took the role and now you don't have a choice. Either way, you can't leave the work at the office. Difference makers are those type of people. And as I said, difference makers are few and far between. Difference makers don't have a timesheet. Right? They don't clock in and clock out. You know why? Because they're always on the job. There is no clocking in and clocking out. They, they never start work and stop work. It just keeps going. And you want to know something? As I said, I'm going to do an entire episode just on the concept of becoming a difference maker because it's that important of a point. And I want to make sure all of you understand that there is a significant difference between a good player and a difference maker. And many of you right now might be thinking about what I've said, and you might think that you know a difference maker, or you might even think that you are a difference maker. But I want to make sure you know exactly what they are. I'm going to describe them tomorrow so that you can be sure that you are if you're going to call yourself one. Because if you are, there are certain things that come with it that you would know as soon as you hear about it. And if I say it and you're not familiar with it, then good news and bad news. The good news is you don't have the responsibility of a difference maker. The bad news is that's because you're not one. But you'll know for sure by the end of tomorrow's episode. Some of you already know whether you're a good player or a difference maker, but some of you might be kind of on the fence right now and think you might be. Tomorrow, we're going to clear all that up. So with all that said, let's recap today's class, which is good player versus the difference maker. There are three types of players on every team. We got the bad players, which we don't need to waste time on because they don't listen to this show. But let's talk about the other two. Number one, good player does their job, contributes. They're an asset to a group. This is a valuable person. Put them on any team and they will help that team stay where they are. Good players can be interchangeable. You can lose one and pick up another one. Challenge with good players is that they do not make something out of nothing. You put them in any situation, what they will do is maintain the status quo. Good, they'll stay good. Bad, they'll stay bad. Great, they'll stay great. But they do not change the trajectory of a situation. That's the difference with a difference maker. Point number two. I mean, that's the difference with a good player. Point number two. Difference makers not only do what they need to do personally, but they change the entire trajectory of any group that they're a part of. Put a difference maker in a trash organization, they become at least mediocre. Put them on a good team, they become great. Put them on a great team, it becomes a juggernaut. 
Why is this? Because difference makers change the energy of the entire room and they are few and far between. So do not misidentify good players as difference makers. Point number three, if you want to be a difference maker, understand the game is bigger than you. It is not just about what you get. You can't get away with just focusing on yourself. You have to see the entire chessboard, not just the parts that matter to you and not just the parts that pertain to you rather. But in the, actually, that's an oxymoron because everything pertains to you. Good players get the clock in and clock out. Difference makers don't have a timesheet because they're always on the job. So tomorrow we're going to go deeper into this so you know exactly who is one and who isn't. And again, if you're giving it out to too many people, you're probably not understanding the concept. But I'm going to make sure you don't make that mistake. So all that said, send me a text. You can get my daily motivation text every single day. I guarantee you every difference maker who listens to this, they get that text. My number is 305-384-6894. And group coaching program is my bulletproof mastermind. Every week I do a live training on mindset and business. And my one-on-one coaching is the third day mastermind. There you can sign up for a call. Talk to me. Let me find out where you're at, where you want to go, and how I could possibly help. Both options are available at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I want you to send a text to this number, 305-384-6894. That is my direct text number. When you text me there, you'll be part of my texting community. And that means you're going to be receiving my daily motivation text, which I send out every single day to keep you sharp, focused and mentally on point for the day in front of you. Send me a text at this number, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Get the daily motivation.